podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone. Today I am speaking with Karen Tisdale. Late in 2018, Karen was ranked as one of the top LinkedIn trainers across Asia Pacific by the SMMI. She regularly trains people on using LinkedIn as a funnel to attract opportunities. With a background in recruitment, Karen's journey on platform began as a headhunter. She recognized 15 years ago that how we are perceived online would become increasingly important for our career success. And a decade ago, she launched a LinkedIn profile and resume writing business that has since niched to being focused only on LinkedIn. As she says, having a standout LinkedIn profile is far more than a resume on steroids. It is your professional reputation. So let's talk to Karen Tisdale. Welcome, Karen Tisdale. Welcome to Your Career Down Under show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm a great fan of your show and your work, Neshad. So it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Now, let's begin with understanding your career story. You know, I've interviewed many, many career practitioners Mm. and coaches, and I'm always interested to know the the path that, uh, you know, a career coach has taken. Um, until you arrive to do what you are doing right now. So can you share a little bit uh, of your career story with us? Yeah, absolutely. It will give away my age though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm okay with that. My my interest in careers and employment um, spans, well actually it spans about three decades, but I've been working in the careers employment space for 24 years. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, so, um, so before I launched my, um, my own business, I was a recruiter for 14 years. Um, and in being a recruiter, I, I was an early adopter of LinkedIn. Mm. Um, I began using LinkedIn in 2005 to headhunt people. Um, yeah, 2005 and LinkedIn only launched in late 2002, I think. So, um, so certainly very early on the platform. And I started a resume and LinkedIn profile writing business 10 years ago. So wow. 10 years ago, I saw a need in a market 
in mm. the market for people um, to have some help with branding themselves. So I started writing resumes and LinkedIn profiles and I've since pretty much closed the resume writing side of my business. I almost never take resumes on anymore Okay. because I think, um, yeah, I think LinkedIn's where it's at. I think, um, I think LinkedIn's going to replace resumes in our lifetime. You know, I really do. You're a yeah. parent, aren't you, Neshad? Yes, I am, That's, yes. Yeah. So, um, well, I, you know, I think our children are going to find it hilarious that people ever <laughs> advertise jobs. I really do. I think, it, you know, the, the idea that you advertised a job and you hoped that the right person would see yeah. the role and you hoped that the right person took the time to apply to the position and you hope that their, their resume made it through the applicant tracking system and yes. the person turned up for interview and, you know, and that they weren't too nervous that they destroyed their interview. You know, it's mm. just so many ifs and buts. And I think, no. I think LinkedIn is where it's at. Um, yeah. I think LinkedIn will replace and is replacing resumes. I think that the future is all about what you know mm. and who you know. True. And so on LinkedIn, you know, you really can use LinkedIn and your profile to validate what you know. Absolutely. And who you know, you can collect everybody you've ever met on LinkedIn. So it becomes like your own personal CRM database. That's true. That's yeah. True. So now I do LinkedIn profile writing and LinkedIn training. It's kind of about 30, 70, mostly, mostly training. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that, that's good to know. You know, 10 years back when you started to write uh, resumes on LinkedIn is the time that I started my career back in mm. 2009. Um, you know, and it's been a, it's been a long journey, but I do agree that LinkedIn, LinkedIn is, uh, you know, taking over some of the traditional recruitment methods and, you know, people do turn to LinkedIn for identifying talent and LinkedIn is not just about building relationship. It's also evolving into much bigger, such as yes. showcase your personal and professional brand and everything else with it. Yeah. It's the world's biggest um, networking event, really. You know, it, it is the world's biggest online networking event where, you know, you can find anybody and you can be found by anybody. Yes. Yes. So let's dig into our today's topic. Um, now, you know, Australia has, you know, as you said before we started the podcast, is around 10 million LinkedIn users, which is mm. phenomenal. Um, you know, and I think overall we've got around 640 million users of LinkedIn all over the world. Yes, yes. So we've got massive amount of users wow. here. Um, wow. A huge so, amount of users. And I, I think it's really important, given that population, to differentiate yourself. And, yeah. um, so how and I think one, one of the ways about? you can do that is, is by your professional headline, um, by having a really impactful background and, um, and a really detailed about section, you know, that section that used to be called a summary is now called an about section. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's really important to connect with everyone, you know, you know, as I said, um, we need to think of this as your own personal CRM database. You know, you wouldn't have a company without, tracking all of your clients so why have a career without tracking everybody you've ever met and um and i don't think it's necessarily about connecting with random strangers yeah. it's um to me it's not about connecting with people who are never going to know somebody you would want to know yeah but it's about building a a local sizable network using those mm. search filters so kind of um 
uh, I think you had Beck O'Connor on one of your podcasts, didn't you? And yes. she used the beautiful words, um, reverse engineer. Yeah. And uh, I think it's about reverse engineering your job search by using the search filters. Mm. You know, you can use those search filters by uh, searching by job titles, um, by industries, locations, um, and by second network. And then you can send people a personalised invite to connect um, saying, you know, um, that, that you work in that industry and you'd like to connect. So it's not about hitting them up for a job straight away. Yeah. It's about building a relationship. You, know, yeah. you have to remember this is a, a social network. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about LinkedIn profile itself, you know. So when someone looks at the LinkedIn profile, there are, uh, you know, four uh, or three points that they will look at. They'll look at your picture. They will look at your the background picture and the tagline. Is th That's what shows up, isn't it? When you look at someone's LinkedIn profile. Yes, absolutely. Do, it is. Yeah. How do one, you know, let's talk about two aspects of that. One is the, is the background image. So if someone is an engineer for example, or an accountant, you know, what kind of sort of background image do you think that will align to them? You know, are there any yeah. things that they, you know, the engineer or an accountant can do with it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what they should not do is they should not load up a picture of a beach. Um, oh, okay. I see a lot of, yeah, I see a lot of LinkedIn profiles um, or some that have got a beach as an image or mountains or um, the beach is just the worst because it doesn't, tell me that you want to be at work. It tells me you just want to be at holiday. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so it's really important to have a background um, mm. that reflects what you do professionally. Mm. So as an accountant, you might want to have a whole load of numbers as your background, or you might want to have um, a stock image. And these are really easy to find. Um, yes. uh, images that you can use that are, you know, licensed for anybody to, to use they're unlicensed um and it might be a picture of um a few people in a meeting looking at graphs or, or something yeah. like that you know so what is what does accounting look like to you um and what do you see yourself doing in your best job on your best day at work and capturing that um you also had i, I re-listened today to uh, your episode 25 where you had Ricky Burke. Great. Yes, yes, he was, yeah. yeah, he's really fantastic. And he said um, that the background doesn't count and it doesn't count in a search. You know, it's not going to improve if True. you are found, but once you are found, I think a background has great impact and it needs yeah. to be about what represents you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th I think that's really critical. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. I really liked your phrase around what would you do on your best day at work because that opens up the image world. That opens up, an, uh, you know, sort of, you know, ideas of what kind of things can you do yes. with your background. You know, and yes. I, obviously we all use Canva because that's the easiest one to to use. And now they've got a LinkedIn banner uh, templates also available which i strongly recommend all the listeners to go and go and find um, mm. there are also a couple of uh, you know free image websites that i use which i'm pretty sure karen that you would have heard of pixabay.com and pexels.com 
Yes, absolutely. It's so easy to use it. Exactly. It's also really easy. Um, and actually on my um, personal profile on LinkedIn, if you uh, go under articles and you scroll down, you'll see I've actually captured the dimensions of the LinkedIn background. And you can easily flick that or, or find mm. it on Canva and flick it to a graphic designer and get it made for you, um, you know, particularly if you're a consultant or something like yes. that. But I think the best way... Um, to get visibility in LinkedIn is to think about your own personal ranking. Mm. So, so many of us don't think how are we ranked in a search and we have to always um, step outside of ourselves and think about our audience and know that we do each have our own personal ranking. Yeah. And what informs that ranking is having the right keywords through your profile. So having a great background image makes you a lot more memorable. Yes. Um, and as Ricky Burke said in your episode number 25, having a photo um, makes you feel far more familiar, far more trusted. True. But neither a photo nor a background actually impacts how you're ranked. Um, True. So I, I think one of my key tips around mm. being found on LinkedIn is to think about if somebody's searching for my skills, what are they going to be looking for? You know, if I'm, if I'm uh, an IT software designer, then what are they going to be looking for? Are they going to be looking for tech? Are they going to be looking for software? Are they going to be looking for agile? You know, if I'm an accountant, are people going to use CPA? Um, you know, that sort of thing. So what, what are people searching for? And making sure that you've got those right keywords all yep. through your profile. Yeah. And, and a key part of... Um, having it in your profile is acknowledging that different parts of your profile have a different value. Sure. Now I feel like I'm sounding like an accountant, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, by, by having a different value, you know, the, um, the skill section is important. You need to have skills. Yep. You need to have keywords all through your about section, the section formerly known as a summary. Um, and you need to have the job titles correct, and I'd love to talk about that a little bit yeah, more. But that absolutely. professional headline actually mm. has a really, really high value. Um, so does, can I ask a question on that? Is yeah, it, please. Is, it, is the, you know, if, if I put, let's say, you know, I, I put agile project manager or, you know, chartered accountant or mechanical engineer, that that tagline or headline that we put on LinkedIn that's also searchable, isn't it? You know, because, it's you know, isn't searchable. It? Yeah. yeah, it's hugely searchable. Um, so, um, so when you put those, uh, when anybody puts words into the search bar um, on the top left-hand side, which has got the little um, uh, microscope next to it, whenever anybody puts in words in there, it goes all through your profile, but the professional headline is one of the key areas it yeah. looks at. So that's what I mean by it having a high value. We have to mm -hmm. also remember that um, your uh, professional headline or tagline, as you called it, um, follows us everywhere. So it appears under your photo every time you message somebody yeah. in the messaging section. Yeah. Um, every time you comment on something, you know, if somebody yeah, no, sure. posts something on LinkedIn and yeah. you comment on it, that appears. So... Mm. It follows you everywhere. It is so, so, so important, both in terms of feeding the search, but also in how we are remembered. Mm. Um, and a lot of people don't realise you've got 120 characters there, including spaces. Yeah. So don't have it just be your 
job title. You know, Ooh. click on the edit um, button on the right-hand side um, of your screen, sort of the opposite side to your photo, and click on that edit button and go into your professional headline section and put in there a whole load of keywords. And yeah. it's best practice to... Um, to separate those keywords with an icon, um, maybe a little diamond or an arrow or yes. something like that. But you could always just use a pipe, just a straight up and down line, but try and have as many keywords in there as possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think uh, and I always believe that that tagline makes a, makes a lot of difference because it immediately communicates who, who you are and what you can do for the employer. I, I think it, you know, tagline is more about the uh, you know the the audience rather than just about you um, you know and some of the things what are some of the things that you don't want people to put on their tagline yes so I think you just completely nailed it I don't know if you caught my intake of breath when you said <laughs> you need to think about the audience not about you and I'm like yes you know that is the key to a great profile yeah. You know, you think it's about you. It's kind of is and kind of isn't. It's actually all about what you want your audience to see. So what does your dream job look like? You know, maybe it's not the next job. Maybe it's the job after that. What is your best day at work look like? What are you involved in doing? You know, those are what you really want to talk to. You really want to talk to your future self. Too many people get stuck in a career rut because they're talking to who they used to be, you know, so they've got in their professional headline financial services and they're saying, but I hate doing financial services. And I'm like, yeah. stop talking about it then. You know, like, you, know you, you get what you talk about. So you really want to look at, you know, what do you want to do? That's what you need to talk about and make sure that you're putting that in your professional headline. Yeah. Um, we also touched a little bit on um, on job titles in the experience section and just coming back to, you know, how we're ranked and um, how each person has their own ranking. Yeah. What a lot of people um, don't realise, you know, is that ranking and they're not thinking about the back end of, of the system of um, LinkedIn as a platform. And they're just typing in their job titles in their experience section. And if they're not finding a default job title that they like the look of, they're just typing over it. So they're typing really quickly and they're yeah. not looking at the prompts that are coming up. Mm. And it's really important to look at what LinkedIn is prompting you to put in that job search. Yeah. And that, uh, sorry, in that experience section mm. in your job title, because that's what feeds the back end. That's mm. what recruiters are limited to using. That is their filters. Mm. So and make sure that you're feeding the back end by having the job title in there. And if you can't find, um, you know, VT, VP, you know, yeah. vice president of project management is your official position title, but nobody mm. has that job title. You know, everybody knows you as a program manager true. or a senior project manager. Then put in program manager. But in the body of your experience section, put in, you know, vice president of project management or whatever, sure. and make sure that you populate your experience section um, mm. with your key highlights in that role. You know, what yeah. are the problems you solved? Um, who did you solve them for? And, and talk to what it is you've done. Yeah. So let's talk about LinkedIn profile itself. You know, mm. a lot of the job seekers, I'm pretty sure that you would have seen them too, is that they copy and paste their resume summary into the LinkedIn profile, which is the 
the easiest and the most standard way for people to do. However, the, the job seek that I've uh, interacted with, they find that Naishad, I'm not a big writer. You know, I don't know. I can't write eloquent words and, you know, praise about me. So there's a hurdle. There's a hurdle of psychologically sort of going over that, that self-indulgent kind of profile. And secondly is whether, mm. am I able to really write or not? What are your sort of, you know, simple ways that people can really jump into that and write their own LinkedIn profile? Um, so I think it's really important um, to not think about, you know, you said about the praise about me. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I see people either undersell themselves or oversell themselves. And I don't think either is really good. I think what you want to do is you want to let your achievements speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're always starting with the action you did mm-hmm. in past tense um, and talking about um, the result that occurred because of that. So, and, and never have, I know from a writing's point of view, just never have two adjectives close together, you know, highly mm. accomplished. What? You know, like just okay. what you did, you know, don't, don't put so many... Um, words that just I think make a, a lot of Australians kind of roll their eyes and cringe. I think we've got this terrible tall poppy syndrome here in Australia mm. where we don't like people who are too big for their boots. We're quite yeah. uncomfortable with yeah. bragging. Um, so while there's a, a LinkedIn trainer in Singapore who's amazing and has written some fantastic books, yeah. he's always saying, you may know who I'm speaking to, yes. but... Um, but you know, he's very, very, very clever and his books are incredible and he's always saying be um, less um, Australian or less Asian and be more American. And I, yeah. I think I disagree. For I think sure. in Australia we've got a really high irony and we don't yeah. like people who are bragging. So I think it's just about um, not making your LinkedIn profile look like a resume because it's yeah. going to make your current employer really uncomfortable. It's about looking at all your different audiences. Mm. And your audiences might be, um, if you're in IT, it might be vendors, it might be suppliers, it might be partnering businesses. So who are all of your audiences? Um, and making sure that you're talking to that. Yeah. And making sure that you're not, underselling yourself but nor are you bragging you're talking about what you've done yeah um using past tense as much as possible because you really want to come across as a low risk hire and past success equals future success so really own what you've done does that make sense absolutely and secondly i think i you know we should also you know write linkedin profile in first person rather than the third person that we write resumes in third person and that's another thing that i you know, and you would also advocate for that because it's your own profile. You don't want to sound like someone else is reading. Yes. Profile. Yeah, because that doesn't give the audience, um, you yeah. know, a, a very good feeling. You know, you want your audience to feel like they've got direct access to you, mm. not that you consider yourself so important that you've got your secretary to write and manage your LinkedIn profile for you because you're just too important to talk to somebody. Yeah. Not a great impression, Absolutely. you know, and yeah, really should be first person. Very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things is obviously LinkedIn, uh, you know, continues to change the algorithm and nobody mm. knows unless 
We know somebody <laughs> who works in LinkedIn can tell us the inside information. It's just becoming too much sort of challenging for job seeker and 10 million users. If I just think about it, it's like, it's becoming increasingly challenging for somebody to be really found easily. What are your sort of thoughts on, uh, you know, sort of being found or being, you know, attracting opportunities or attracting recruiters to their profile? Um, so I think you can, uh, as said, you can reverse engineer your success by searching for recruiters. So mm-hmm. just put in the search bar talent and then whatever industry you're in. Yeah. So talent, supply chain, and then search by city, Melbourne. You yeah. know, okay, who are the recruiters there? Personalise your invites to connect. So, mm. um, so reach out to recruiters, build relationships. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, make sure that, um, you know, you're, you're thinking about, even if you might not want to deal with recruiters, sure. they are, <laughs> I used to be one, remember, for 14 years. Yeah, I know, they call us pimps, I think, here in Australia, certainly <laughs> on the East Coast. So, um, but you have to remember that recruiters are connected to a lot of employers. Yeah. So they've got huge second networks. Yeah. And they're also um, people who connect with a lot of people. So a little bit like migration agents, they... Mm they're indiscriminately connecting people, collecting people. So Mm. you want to always connect with the super connectors. Mm. Um, So personalising invites um, and remember that your professional success is going to depend on who you know and how they perceive you online. Um, So making sure that your profile is very impactful with a LinkedIn background, making sure that you've got lots of keywords all through your profile so you can be found. Yeah. But also being quite organised in how you're using LinkedIn. Um, Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to be a massive time suck. It really doesn't. I I think little and often is the way to go. And I think that the most successful um, job seekers or job hunters are people who are very well organised. And they're very good at following up. So when you attend an interview, um, you know, that evening, send that person an invite to connect on LinkedIn. Very Mm. low pressure personalized invite regardless of the outcome i hope we can connect here um you know when you apply for a job um you know uh and you haven't been successful i applied for a position with your company um appreciate i wasn't successful um but i'd really like to connect with you here um or just follow them on linkedin you know don't connect Mm. with them and just follow them and comment constantly on all of their posts yeah. So can you tell commenting me a little bit about really commenting, important. commenting or sharing posts and everything? How does it really, uh, you know, that affect your, you know, people coming to your profile? Does it, does it really affect that? Yes, it absolutely does. So if you've built a really great profile, you've identified all your keywords, you've put it all through your profile, your profile looks amazing. You're at the world's biggest networking event and you're not mingling. Mm. So commenting is, is mingling. It's participating in conversations online. Mm. Um, so you really want to be commenting on lots of people's posts, particularly um, recruiters and particularly people who would know people that you would want to work mm. for. So always thinking people who would know people you'd want to work for and commenting on that so that you're constantly getting your name out there. Um, and also, as, as Ricky Burke said in, oh, it is Ricky Burke, isn't it? Yeah, Ricky Burke in episode yeah. uh, 25 of yours. 
Um, as he said, recruiters will often look at your recent activity and they're thinking, is this a nice person? Yeah. You know, is this person um, contributing to conversations? You know, have they got something to give? Yeah. Um, you know, have they got a voice? So it's a commenting is very powerful. Um, and so is posting. Mm. Um, sharing much less so. I'm not a fan of sharing myself. So sharing, um, when you say sharing, you're talking about sharing posts and everything? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, where you're quite literally hitting the share button. Got it. And okay. you're sharing it. So, so don't, right. don't ever share. Okay. Um, always post original um, content yeah. um, or comment on other people's things. But and another job seeker exactly. point of view, what are the things that they can really comment? Do you like, you know, like for example, one of the, one of the comment that I frequently see uh, if I look at job seekers activities that when a recruiter posts that I'm looking for supply chain manager, blah, blah, blah. And you know, sometimes job seeker comments, Hey, I'm interested into that. Or secondly, they will take someone else into that. That's I, I find that a little bit amateurish. What's your view? I do too. Yeah, yeah. I, I could not agree more, yeah. um, Nishad. I, I think that's, um, you know, if you're interested, it just sounds really desperate. Um, if somebody else has tagged you, then that's fine. You can go in and like it and, um, and tag it and say, yeah. yeah, you know, this is quite interesting. But what I'm really thinking is show that you're an expert mm. by um, – by finding articles that are, say, say you're in supply chain, hmm. just click in the search button on supply chain, then click on content and find content that's to do with supply chain. Hmm. Um, find people that are in your industry, that are in Australia, and find who those people are, follow them and hmm. comment on their posts because... If you are in supply chain and you're commenting on lots of posts to do with supply chain, you're never commenting on anything or rarely commenting on anything outside of supply chain, people will see you. You'll yeah. be recognised for that. So it's yeah. really important that you do keep your post quite niche, Yeah, you know, what you're commenting on so that you become known as that. Yeah. Um, another important way of, of raising your visibility is to, um, I don't know if all job seekers are aware of this actually, so it'd mm -hmm. be great to get your viewpoint, is to um, make sure that you're following the companies you would want to work for. Absolutely. So that's so important because if that company advertises a job on LinkedIn and you mm. are following that company, then your application is prioritised. Is that really well known? Yeah, that's that? right. Uh, you know, a lot of job seekers do it. But, you know, remember, you know, if, if you want to work with 100, 150 different companies, sometimes become too much information about companies. And, you know, because you don't really get just the jobs from the company, you would probably end up receiving and opening up this, uh, you know, they've won this project, they've, they are doing, you know, there's some, you know, new inductee in the company. So you get lots of information. I think, you know, one has to really be be more diligent about you know what to follow and what not to follow around that. Unless you have got like, if you want to work with IBM or if you really want to work with Microsoft or Google or some really top companies in Australia, for example, then you would do that. But yes. following every company, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm just a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, little bit sort of suspicious. Not suspicious, but cynical about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. But it does prioritize your application. 
if they happen to advertise. Um, and yes. you don't have to comment on all of those companies' posts. True. Um, you know, in fact, only the social media um, person will see <laughs> that yes. you commented on those posts. So you don't really want to be commenting on companies' posts yes. as much as on individuals' posts. Yeah. But yeah. I would, I, I, yeah, I, I, um, I tend to sort of always advocate for um, following every company you'd ever want to work for. I think that's important, yeah. <laughs> even if yeah. that is yeah. hundreds Absolutely. of companies. So it's interesting. It's great to have your viewpoint there. Absolutely. All right. So we are finishing up, you know, because I've taken enough time today. Uh, so tell, you know, tell our audience how if people want to really get some more help with your, with your expertise on LinkedIn, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah. Um, if they're in Australia, then please reach out and connect with me. Um, I think all, all through this um, podcast, I've talked about personalised invites to connect, personalised invites to connect. You don't have to personalise an invite to connect to me. Just connect with me. Um, if you are not in Australia, um, I actually don't work across time zones. I, I specialise in Australia only. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so, if, so I largely decline or ignore um, invites from overseas. So yeah. if you're overseas, um, just click on more and then um, click on follow. Sure. Um, and, and why would you want to do that? Because I'm always giving information away. So yeah. um, I've had some really lucky breaks um, in my life. Yeah. I'm in starting my business the way I have and it, it just the way it's gone and, um, and my 14 years in recruitment. I, I've just been so lucky. Um, yeah. So, um, and I'm privileged to do that, but I really want to level the playing field. So yeah. I'm always putting out information on LinkedIn yes. um, so that people don't have to pay for my services. They can just follow my posts and get a lot of information on yeah. how to build a great profile and how to use LinkedIn. So, um, so connect with me if you're in Australia and if you're not, please, please do follow me. Excellent. Excellent. Look, Karen, thank you very much. You've been very generous in sharing your knowledge and expertise, and we will definitely reach out to you in the future to look at some other aspects in career. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me because, you know, I'm a, a huge fan of your uh, work. And just really quickly, I don't know if you know how you and I actually um, got connected. Uh, <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you it was because I had a client approach me years ago? I remember. Um, Oh, do you? You do remember. Yes, yeah. I had a client approach me um, saying, look, you know, could you please rewrite my uh, resume because yes. I can't get a job. And I had it professionally written and I'm looking at a resume and I'm like, I can't rewrite this. It's perfect. <laughs> Who did this? And, it, and your name came up. Um, so, um, yeah, she was in a pretty niche area. It was a bit, yeah, a bit tricky for her to get a job. Um, but, yeah, that, that's how I first found it. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. good to know. But so thanks so much for, um, for having me on today. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode, or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.